When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Hey, yo, you heard that? Hey, yo, you heard that. Hey, yo, you heard this. Hey, yo, I know you heard this. Hey, yo, you heard that? Hey, yo, I heard that. Hey, yo, you heard this? You know I'm finna hear this. So hear it. You listening? You you listening? It's the friend zone. Is you glistening? I heard that. And I heard this. That's the where it's at. Tell him something slick. So, Bust, this is what I got to say. My name is Dustin Ross, and no, I'm not a DJ, but I do no good music when it don't make me sick. And I can straight listen to it all the way through and shit. I almost dropped it, but I won't drop the beat. And this is such a feat, because I'm so talented. Ooh, <laughs> you like the way that I linked it. Hey, I like the way that you linked that. See, that was a slant rap. He did it a cappella. But you didn't catch that. The beat. That's what I mean. You in the friend zone. Stay in your seat. Thank you. What a feat. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh. That's it. Bars. Stay in your seat. Bars. What a feat. Nutty. <laughs> not them feet. Bars. Okay, Nutty. I'm done. I'm not going. We're not going to talk about feet. Y'all know how Dustin Bars. feels about feet. Right. You know. We know where that sends Dustin. <laughs> look, look. I said like a feet and friend looked down. I was like, I ain't got no sandals on. <laughs> no mandals. Y'all heard that? Bars. Mandals. <laughs> Klondike. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the friend zone. Yeah. We chilling, we chilling. We starting March off with some chill, positive-ass vibes. Go ahead and hit them with the flex, Dustin. What is it? Bust that. Welcome to the friend zone, which is your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene, because amongst all of us collectively, we have decided that who in the hell... <laughs> Hell. Wants a musty brain, mm. not nobody. So, baby, we are your Gillette. We are your speed stick. We're your menin. We're your old spice. Menin. We're your degree. <laughs> Tussie. Hey, we're your... Th- no, nah, we ain't never going to be Tussie. Now, nah, when I wait a, now, wait a minute, goddammit. Okay, there are, there are standards look, 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 and rules look, it, it, to, the, to this here. Hold on, it works. Not, okay? It works for what somebody. Did, what, did, what did Kim Tootie Field say? My elevator don't go down that low. <laughs> It works for somebody's pH, okay? Maybe they're not taking the right dose of apple cider vinegar. But you know, we might be they tussie, okay? Mm -hmm. I can't. (laughs) But for those of y'all that don't need tussie, friend, got something for y'all. Friend, what you got for the people? (laughs) Well, that's not till the wellness segment. Ooh, I was going to say that. You knew what time it was supposed to be. I got to wait, like, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Fran be rubbing that diamond from the Titanic under her arms every morning. (laughs) 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 Some old luxurious deodorant, some old diamond crisp. Blue Ivy shoulder poke shit. Like, uh. Could you imagine? Okay. If I pulled out a diamond. Look, she's talking about could you imagine? I'm sitting here thinking like, well, what you got now? I, I just want to say <laughs> shout out to Francesca of HeyFriendHey.com. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her. Yeah, hey but friend, she's hey. really 
awesome. And I told her that I was interested in wearing a turban because I thought it would be a sexy new look that I could, you know, take ownership of and grab by the horns and just ride it all out until it just wears it out. <laughs> Don't and ride so it in the she, she just literally just told me step by step how to tie the turban. It's the He's little thing. He's gonna things. look so cute for it's spring, the little y'all. Thing. And she, she, she <laughs> felt like see that. This look. And so she shared that with me to make me better. I just got through telling y'all last week how to make people better. And speaking of last week, let's get into our feedback. <laughs> feedback that we got from our listeners. Now, I would... If you all don't mind, I would like to go first. Yeah, of course. And the reason that I would like to go first is because we're going to do a time jump like we on our Shonda Rhimes (laughs) shit, okay? (laughs) And um, we're going to actually do a time jump back. Okay, and we're going back to a couple weeks ago when we had the show on Coloring Book and Chill. Mm -hmm. And I just want to give a shout out to one of our listeners who I feel like made just such an, it's just a deep introspective level like that she was thinking on and just the way that she I feel like she really looked into the layers of our discussion (laughs) and drew you know her inspiration for her her tweet so I want to give a shout out to Quayla at Quayla Monique 82 and I'm from Flint Michigan so I'm familiar with the names Quayla and Monique so I knew exactly (laughs) how to pronounce them so shout out to Quayla underscore Monique 82 and her tweet was at look at Dustin, at hey friend, hey, I'm over here crying about burnt sienna being the perfect color for areolas. <laughs> and she uh, included course. a picture of a burnt sienna look crayon the picture, with the burnt sienna crayon uh, markings to <laughs> prove the likeness of that uh, and, the, and how it is akin to aesthetically. Oh, God. Uh, That's homework. Everybody of... look up the sienna crayon if you don't remember yes, which one that is because it really looks like the dark part on the titty <laughs> so now i would like to move to fran fran what kind of listener feedback do you have well i looked on soundcloud of course and Seekus, i'm ho- i hope i'm saying that properly gave us feedback on our conversation from last week about whether you would tell the good the bad and the ugly about yourself to your partner or if you just present the polished version of you until they find you're crazy mm-hmm. so he said i agree with fran i hate when I'm trying to have a positive yet difficult conversation and the person that I'm speaking to shuts down. I think it's unfair and immature. I'd rather we go there and just talk things out to find a resolution. I hate to walk around angry with the person I'm in love with because we couldn't work things out. But to hear Fran say that maybe that person is just trying to find a better way to deal or is having an internal conversation to deal with the issue at hand helps me understand. I can't say that I like that, but at least it does bring a level of clarity and understanding that will help me for the next time. Thanks, Fran. See, this is the type Ew. of motherfucker right here. This is the type of person that people need to be right here. Mm-hmm. Open to reason. And you know saying, what I'm saying I don't like it, but... but I understood and it gave me clarity, so yes. I'm all right, essentially. Right. Yes. Thank you for being real right thank you and i appreciated that that you're like you know i don't know about that but i'll think about it (laughs) everybody you know how to be like that right having an opinion that's now informed this is when group think is a good thing (laughs) yeah because it's one of those situations where it's like an opportunity to kind of connect with someone like y'all don't feel a way about some shit but y'all can both just like be respectable and those are kind of the instances me personally I wish I had like every day with people I didn't fuck with like you know we don't fuck with each other but at least we had this moment you can be right understand I'll give you this before we disrespect each other so what'd you find interesting Asante so I actually pulled from the archive something about you know shutting down uh, somebody wrote in. Let me just see. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm just one of those. So whenever I see it, because I want people to know that this is like a thing. That it's okay to talk about, too. Yeah. So this one is actually about shutting down on myself. Demetrius Barry, he writes, uh, 
has this ever happened to you guys? It's pretty much slapping me in the face immediately, going around in circles, guessing and doubting myself. I get cold and shut down on myself, and then my brain gets moving and coming up with all types of doubts on the distractions and show. I'm so glad to hear that other people like you guys are just like me. And I thought that it was just so important to know that it happens. Because I think sometimes we look at ourselves and we're like, oh, damn, some bad shit happened. Like, is something wrong with me? Or I don't know how to react to something. And it's good to just say that nothing is wrong with you. You are just hitting a wall right now. You haven't figured out how to climb it, per se. Then maybe you'll learn how to break it down and build it up your damn self. Absolutely. And not only that, I love being living proof of the fact that you can get over that part of your evolution and development because I was the shut down silent treatment queen up until about 27 28 which is Asante's age yeah you know and <laughs> you know and then I started season, let them know <laughs> and then I started um noticing that that was a problem and you know what let me go back not a problem but noticing that that's what I was right and mm-hmm. I started to figure out hmm, how can I fix this because this is a stress point for me and for whoever's around me obviously it's just not a pleasant energy to give off and I just started like I said last week if you just say it tell the person like yo I'm having a shutdown moment like let me just have that and you guys can almost laugh about it and then just make light of it as soon it's like shining the light as soon as you shine the light on a problem all of a sudden you take yeah. away the power I learned for me it's really one of those things it's kind of like problem solving you're hit with a problem and you're just learning how to solve when you're at work you just know what to do when you're you know dealing with things that you're good at you just know what to do when you're, you when you're faced with problems sometimes you know how to solve them but then there are just those problems that are just so unfamiliar to you you don't know what to hit them with. But if you take the time, if you come across a way to work them out, yeah. just keep going with that way and, you know, things will get easier. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's what the play is. It's playing in 2016. Right. Except where you are. It's okay. It's not even a problem at this point, you know? It's just where you are. And now, mm-hmm. <laughs> this week's conversation. So at the end of last week's episode, we were talking about the NAACP chapter president who was photographed enjoying a strip club. Right. And it got us thinking, mm-hmm. maybe we should really expound on that conversation because it falls into respectability politics. Now, for those of you that are like, what is that exactly? Respectability politics refers to attempts by marginalized groups to police their own members and show their social values as being continuous and compatible with mainstream values. Mm. In other words, Mm. when people in our own communities are like, pull your pants up, you know, speak proper and look good in front of guests. (laughs) And it's just this policing thing. Mind you, I was reading that off of Wikipedia. Um, But that's what we wanted to get into today. Respectability politics. We'll talk about the NAACP chapter president. Was she in the wrong? Was she in the right? Does it not matter? And then just talk about our own experiences with respectability politics and see where the conversation goes who wants to start (laughs) you know i would just like to start off by saying i feel like this all stems from the problem of people not minding their own damn business always because i don't understand if you maybe i'm from atlanta let me preface it with that so the fact that this woman was found in a strip club to me like just off hearing it i'm thinking okay so I'm like, where's the rest of the story? Like, are you about to say she's done snorted coke off someone's ass? Was right. she on the stage trying to make the rent? Like, what's the problem? Was she at? Was she working there? Okay, was she working? Did she have some girls there? Like, and, what's and she didn't post the picture. 
It. That's the part that's that's okay, so, craziest to me. It's not like she, even if she did, it doesn't matter. But the fact that she didn't post that picture to be circulated online. So she off the clock, or maybe let's even because I'm from Atlanta. Let's assume she was on the clock, mm-hmm. went and had a meeting at the strip club, and there was she tipped right. There was nothing wrong. The cops weren't called. That was it. That's what the picture was. Then for me personally, I think that we shouldn't even be talking about it. Like, not saying us, but, like, the fact that people put shit out there like that because it's so fucked up that the strip club already has a bad name, so when you're putting stuff out there, you are obviously you're trying to take something away from somebody, right? For this black woman, you know, somebody that's out there doing shit for us is out there enjoying herself at the strip club. I feel like people are going to shame women already and do that whole sort of thing and then try to take it down for her being a woman in power, and that sucks. I feel like we see that every day, and now you've got Hillary Clinton, you know, running and people are going to vote for her because they feel like, you know, women are the underdog and shit like that. It just there are all these leaps and bounds that the media takes to really discredit women. And Hillary, I remember hearing about her being backed into a corner for some shit. And it was basically to see how she would react as a woman. And so when I see these at these headlines go up, I immediately feel like I'm not a feminist or anything. Maybe I am a feminist. I just don't go hard for the movement like I should. Right. <laughs> but I just, you know, because I just got my own bills to pay, but I love everybody. Um, I just feel like but it But you sucks. want equality for yeah, everyone. I just want equality. So you are a feminist. Well, yeah. I would like to say that, but I don't want a feminist to be like, no, he ain't been out here fighting with us, so like, <laughs> right. let me just, you know, wear my titles properly. No, but you know what? You don't contribute to women being unequal, so that in itself helps the world. True, but then respectability politics come into play. And when I'm up here talking about, you know, Amina, how I hate her and Tara and stuff like that, people are going, you know, take it, need a good bad. I hear y'all. So before y'all go in the comments, I hear y'all. Um, <laughs> it's just so many layers that I see when I see shit like that. Like the strip club, A, for me, is not a big deal. You're not going in there with the... You're just going to have a good-ass time. It's a place where music plays and you see people dance and, you know... But do you feel being the NAACP chapter I feel like none of that should even... I feel like none of that... That you shouldn't be at a strip club? I feel like titles shouldn't take any of that. Go to say what you're about to say because I don't feel like... Any, like, I can't even get to any of that because I just feel like it's so far... I see why. Far removed from yeah, how like, you... Like, maybe if it was the president... Okay, I get why y'all doing that, but, like, you know, like the president of the United fucking States. But, you know, the fact that it's a fucking strip club, it's really a casual thing. It's not like it was years ago where this this stigma where bitches just go there to do drugs and blah, what blah, blah. What if it was the first lady, Michelle Obama? Yeah, I'm ratchet, so I'm going to think that's cool. <laughs> Do you, because, but do you think that that'd be like, whoa? Well, again, strip club culture is going to mean different things to different people. Like, right. from, like you've been in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The strip club literally is just a casual place to hang out. People have had meetings in the strip club, and it's just casual Yeah, things. it was a culture shock for me. But once I understood <laughs> that that was just the exactly. way, then it was like, okay. Exactly. I so I feel it. like a lot of people are going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck is he talking about? Mm-hmm. And I don't really give a shit because part of me is really just like, it's not that big of a deal. The strip club is not where people go to just be seedy-ass people, contrary to what may not even be popular belief nowadays. It's just so hard to tell because people still do these things where they put shit out like this about women in particular and take them down. You could put the same ad out about a man. If it was a man that was the president of the NAACP at the strip club, the ad wouldn't... Uh, a story wouldn't even go up about that unless he was caught doing some shit. Right. So that's why when you say this to me, I'm just like, okay, okay. But A, she's a woman, and B, it's the strip club, and C, it's the NAACP. Like, there are all these different other fucking layers that fuck it up for me. That's what triggers me when I first hear it, and I'm just like, no. Right. This is awesome bullshit. 
Sir Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome bullshit. Okay, so I think, like, I'm just about to keep it all the way funky, and whoever get mad can just stay mad, because you already know I don't care in the first damn place. So, let's keep it real, right? The reason that this is even an issue or it has made headlines is because when you're in a position of leadership or a position of power, there's an automatic association of like representation right right by her holding this position at the NAACP as a president or whatever the fuck she represents you know what I mean the people that she literally represents so she's representing black women or you know today's black woman mm -hmm. of in a position of power so when she's going mm -hmm. and she's you know traveling the world and meeting with people who are not familiar with American culture or black American culture or Atlanta black American culture and right, they meet sure. this woman and all they know is that their their team has done their due diligence and, and googled her and they come up with this scathing headline that you know she was caught it's some scandal about her being caught in a strip club then those people who are unfamiliar with American culture or whatever they are their their thing is since you're here to represent black American women then all of y'all are like that right you know that's where it becomes an issue. Now, this is 2016. The reality, like you mentioned, Asante, and you mentioned Fran as well, people conduct large-scale uh, meetings of importance, you know what I mean, in the corporate world or in business in general, in mm -hmm. strip clubs today. Right. Even that's, white that's people. That's the way it is. Mm -hmm. so, so, so at what point do we decide? I think the issue is us deciding to change what's okay you know, in our perspective or our viewpoint for a leader. Since the culture today literally is that people take meetings on that level in strip clubs, at what point do you decide that it's no longer a detraction from someone's character to be seen in the strip club? You literally have to make your mind over for change, and this is where the problem comes in because it's hard for people to change. I personally don't see anything wrong with her being in the strip club. Mm -hmm. I understand why somebody else would, but I don't see anything wrong with it because I've already made the decision to start thinking on a certain level where I don't take away from a person's character um, because of the fact that they were spotted in a strip club where women are nude. That's not a scathing, you know... Um, a scandalous thing for me. Mm -hmm. I well, think it's comments, a part of life. The comments that I read, because I was trying to see different perspectives, and a lot of people were saying, you represent the NAACP, I mean? which is for the empowerment of mm -hmm. black people. Mm -hmm. Now, a strip club is generally viewed as not an empowering profession for women. True. So that's why they're saying that's the clash. Do you understand what I'm saying though? And I mean maybe Absolutely. it's trying to change our perspective. Absolutely. If that's the clash, then why does that mean that we have to now vilify her? Why can't we say, okay, yes, that is the clash, but maybe it's time to re-examine the clash. Maybe it's time to re-examine as to whether or not it means to you personally that a person is bad for being in a strip club. Right. Yes, it may not be something, you may, it may not be, people, I think the issue comes into play because of what a strip club means to people, right? right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I don't want my daughter stripping, or I don't want my daughter or to be. Or what it means about the state of mind of the women of the, doing it. Of the it. women doing it, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And of the, even of the patrons, friend. Mm -hmm. That you know too, what I mean? definitely mm -hmm. that. So like, so, so. Which I notice people don't focus on as no, much. but oh, they no. will. They don't usually but, talk but about they, the men. But they will. If it, opportunity presents itself for for that information to be advantageous in someone else's effort, right? right. So if you can, if you see a, a budding politician in the strip club, you know that's about to run for office, 
they're taking pictures on their camera phone and saving them so that they can then say, hey, well, we have pictures of him in the strip club, so we need him inside this way on this view in the media or else we're going to expose him. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, people have agendas and shit like that. But again, all of that can be thwarted if collectively people just say, well, is it necessarily a bad thing to be in the strip club? A lot of people aren't ready to face that and confront that and be that accepting of their own sexuality. Even though they enjoy strip clubs and titties and butt cheeks just as much as everybody else, but they're not ready to tell everybody else that. Right. And so that's the issue. Sometimes I think people get caught up in the scandal and get caught up in, you know, what this means or whatever. When Instead they say, okay, well, that's what it has meant, but do I feel like that is correct? Do I feel like Mm -hmm. that's the way to be? It's okay to change. But or people even thinking are afraid. of what you may be repressing yourself. Right. You get what I'm saying? So people are afraid of that. They're afraid of, of that type of uh, realization. You know what I mean? And the, those those epiphanies, they're scared of them because it means you have to make a change. Right. And that you have to reflect. You have to reflect. Yeah. On and, why and, you and, feel why. the way you do. Yeah. But if they did that, which is, the, which again, I hate to be the dead horse, but that's what we do at this show. We tell you to have the conversations that are most uncomfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. If you just take the leap and confront that, Maybe you'll change your views and maybe it won't be a big deal that this woman who's done all these great things in her position and this woman who's done all these things to literally, in the namesake of the organization, advance colored people. Maybe this woman that's done all Mm -hmm. those things, maybe she's not a bad person for being in a strip club in Atlanta for one night. And if you can confront that, then we can talk. If not, I'd just be over here cracking jokes and shit because <laughs> she wasn't, I don't have time. Right. And look, they, were, they weren't in Atlanta. I just said that I'm from Atlanta. Oh, I'm sorry. I think this happened on the West Coast. San, San Pedro, California. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, so no, San Pedro, you, California. Yeah. But either but way, even, yeah. like, even it's a still, culture. Even everywhere. Here, Texas, clubs, yeah. Like, I could... I, I have regulars at... I've had regulars at several different restaurants that have told me about, you know, deals that they've closed in strip clubs. And I've even asked regulars straight up, like, yo, what strip clubs you go to? Just because, like, it's a thing. Like, it's not far-fetched for people that I know in business, like, dealing with people from foreign fucking countries. Like, oh, yeah, we going to the gentleman's club tonight because I really got to break, you know, break this shit down. You see it on TV shows, and, like, that's real life for some people. Right. And it's mostly people that are not of color that I come into contact with that are doing things like this. So when I hear off bat a black woman in the strip club, NAACP issues, I'm just like, fuck, of course. White man in my job got a marriage he don't want to be in, paying all sorts of money out to women while closing a fucking deal to make some more money to make his house bigger. His miserable ass marriage. Like, crazy shit. Yeah, and I think the hardest part is when you are, like you said, it's about being a representative. Like, I'm sure everyone can relate. If you went to private school or even in certain work settings when you had to be the black representative. Put the book on your head. (laughs) Friend, but don't you just feel like that in general? Like, like, like me, right? Period. Off rip. I feel like because I'm a black man Mm -hmm. living in 2016 and I'm aware of the struggles that black Americans have had. And because I'm aware of that struggle, I'm aware of the opportunity that I have now. I wasn't always, but I am today. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I do feel like I have a responsibility to represent 
what a black man looks like in America. Now, there's added layers that we could add to that pile. You know what I'm saying? But let's just start there. Mm -hmm. I do feel like I have to represent. I do feel like the things that I do and say and the way that I present myself to people, I feel like I have a responsibility to represent black Americans. Now, I don't feel as if I've had to define, I've had to do some work to define what that meant for myself. There are parts of myself that I had to learn how to manage. You know, there were things that I identified with and things that I enjoyed and liked and, and ways of, you know, types of speech that I like to use and things like that, that I know kind of can take away or be a little harsh or abrasive, you know, mm -hmm. at, at, at um, <clears throat> when you when you're confronted with them, you know. But then I also am aware of that. So I make sure that I always make a point. I make sure that I always make sure that I speak about things that are relevant. I make sure that I'm, I, I do the work to leave an impact in the areas that I see fit for it because I do have that inherent sense of responsibility as a black American man. Right. So I get the concept. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's a way to figure out how to responsibly manage that and at the same time be unapologetically yourself. Right. And I think that's where the work comes mm. in for people. Like you have to figure out how to make the things that people may be turned off about, you know, when it comes to you, you have to figure out how to package those things and, and present them in a matter of, hey, okay, so this is who I am, but rest assured that I get these general concepts of basic humanity, you know, right. and I, I want these agendas to move forward, and, and this is what's important to me. So, yes, I'm going to laugh. Yes, I'm going to cuss. Yes, I'm going to, you know, dance. Yes, I'm going to embrace certain parts of black culture that some people frown upon, but rest assured, I'm aware. And right. I think that finding the balance, you know, is something we all have to figure out. And I honestly think that that's a great point. That's actually what I was going to go into, where I was going to bring up the time. Remember I mentioned on the show before that I had a Levi's campaign and I put on a leotard that was cut, that was, uh, cut high on the hip. <laughs> and one of the comments I got was, you know, Fran, as a respectable woman and brand, I'm really shocked that you would put this image out. You know, I love your work. I love everything you're about. And I think that this great greatly and vastly takes away from you as a brand. And I thought that was such an interesting conversation for her to bring up. I didn't even erase it. I didn't bang on her or nothing because I'm like, that's her perspective. Right. And it made me start thinking, because, you know, we are all evolving. Our uh, opinions are evolving. Our perceptions of ourselves are evolving. So I never like to shut anyone down. But right. what it made me think was, <sighs> I know there was a time in my life where, you know, I did need that kind of attention, excuse me, that was unhealthy. It actually, this actually takes me back to the sexual harassment episode where we were talking about um, the men on the street. And one of the comments, one of the guys said, but hoes love that kind of attention. Mm. And at first I was like, ooh, but then I was like, you know what? I'm not saying I'm a hoe, but <laughs> at that time I remember... I used to love that attention when I was younger. I loved street attention. It was a high. I knew what corners to walk. I knew which blocks to turn. I, like, even yes. coming out of my own building, because I grew up in the projects, was like a high, because all the dudes were on the bench. And when you had some new and shit. And when I had some flash shit, I knew they were going to all turn around and say something and it was going to gas me for the day. So it was a high, but it was a high because I didn't have a, self, a sense of self-worth on my own, so I needed it externally. But now I can still put on that leotard 
that I probably would have put on when I was 15, 16. The difference is my perception of myself when I'm wearing it. That's what's mm. changed because I don't need to walk past anyone. I could wear it in my house all I want. But it's that I'm enjoying how I look because I love my body. I love that I eat healthy, that I work out. I love what I've done with myself mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I'm so proud of myself that I can throw on that leotard. And I'm sorry that you feel uncomfortable with it. No, and you're not. You're not no, no, sorry. No, no, no. Don't be I'm, sorry. No, no, sorry. no, no. Listen, I'm sorry that you feel uncomfortable with it because all that's showing is something in you that right. it's rubbing off, rubbing against. You know, it's, it's a clash internally with you because maybe you want to wear that maybe your church made you feel like you can't maybe your parents made you feel like that's gonna make you less of a woman but she didn't even realize the contradiction in her words Fran I respect what you're about you do so much for the community but this tank this leotard suddenly diminishes the work I'm doing to empower all of us no I love myself sexuality is something I'm completely comfortable because I've learned to become comfortable with it it doesn't mean anything to me um, where I am, you know, using my sexuality. And even there was a comment the other day. Someone said, we need more people like, hey, Fran, hey, we need less thoughts and more women like Fran. I didn't retweet it because I'm not here to knock any wherever a woman is in her life. That's not who I am. You know who I am? I'm showing an alternative, but I don't have to knock anyone. There are women that show their asses, bikinis. Listen, that's who they are. But guess what? All I'm doing is showing young girls, you can be that, but you can also be this. Fran, hello. Thank you. And I don't tell have them. to tell anyone what not to be. I don't have to knock any other woman. I don't have to say what's right or wrong because in my book, there is no right or wrong. People are where they're at. That's right. And I'm simply showing you where I'm at. And if it resonates, if it inspires you, if those other girls, if it resonates and inspires you, maybe you'll get to a point where... They'll resonate, and then they won't, and then I'll resonate. You never know. We're all evolving. Life is about going through these ebbs and flows, and I'm totally supportive of wherever you are in your life, and I'm not here to knock that. And that's why seeing the NAACP president, I understood when I saw both sides where people were like, oh, but she's about empowerment. Yes, I get it. There are strippers who are doing it for the wrong reasons because they feel like they might not have you know, another way to make money, maybe because of their schooling, their upbringing. There's so many reasons. But you know what? That's where they are in their life. We just have to send them energy, prayer, support, whether they do it because they want to, whether they do it because they have to. They're doing it. That's and it's right. not our job to call them out on it. It's not our job to tell them they're right or wrong. You know what our job is? To mind our own business and live our personal lives to the highest potential so we can contribute to the world just being dope. That's right. That's it. And just don't go. If you don't want to be in a strip club, just don't go to the if strip club. If you think it's disgusting, don't go to strip clubs. Right. She clearly didn't feel that way. And that's it in any and every arena. Like, if you don't, if, I hate to be petty and bring it back to work for me. <laughs> But if you don't like the way the tipping system works in a restaurant, don't go out to eat. Like, you know, there's don't just certain... Don't go out to eat. Like, you know, you can't just police every situation to your liking. Like, that's not how life works. And I think people have this, like, raw sense of entitlement, even when it comes to struggling. And it's like, you can't you can't operate in every arena like that. You're going to have to compromise and, like you, meet people where they are. And, meet people where they are. You will never shit. hear me knocking a woman that is half naked on Instagram. No. Nope. You just won't. Because I've been there. I would have been that girl. I like that photo. I would have been that kidding. girl. <laughs> and there are times where I've posted pictures of myself in bikinis and people were like, 
I remember I read once uh, a girl was like, wow, you you really show your body a lot for being a blogger. Okay, I love my body. What are you talking so, about? And why are you mad? <laughs> my body is awesome. And I'm what's proud wrong of with it. that? But yeah. let me, I think that it just people need to remember who they were and who they have been. And you need and to have some changes. fellow feeling. Like you have to. Compassion. You can't. These are the things that you just spoke about, friend, and your sense of enlightenment. That came from you learning lessons. Right. And at a certain point, you had to be you had to be, you know, you had to exhibit behaviors that would later be understood as mistakes that you've made. And I needed those behaviors. You needed you them. Is I my needed point. to go you needed through those them. phases. You needed them. Like, and so that's that's my problem with the whole issue of respectability politics. There's nothing wrong with a girl walking, a girl getting excited about the fact that when she walks out of her building in her neighborhood, the guys that she sees every day in her immediate network of people find her attractive. And give her that rush. And she feels, she feels excited about getting that praise. There's nothing wrong with that. Our job as people who are of a certain age and have a certain sense of enlightenment is to share with that young girl, hey, I completely understand why that was exciting to you. Because I was there. Because I was there. And that still feels good to me today in the right context. Mm -hmm. But check this out. Here's other ways that you can get that same sense of excitement about yourself on your own. There we go. When you do that and when you present the information like that to the younger generation, then you are effectively doing your job as a leader as a potential mentor, as someone who can offer gems and wisdom and really mm. impact another generation of people to shape the way that they think and make decisions. Because that's how you change all the shit that's really wrong with the world and the country and just humans today. Absolutely. That's really how you change it. That's right. So you have to be aware and able to do that work. If you're not, don't say shit to me about what everybody else needs to do. That's why I respect the poli respectability. I was about to say respect the politics. <laughs> that's why respectability politics Remix. don't mean shit to me. Right. I don't give a fuck about none of that. And that's why I did not and do not feel sorry for Bill Cosby because I'm one of the young black man that he talked about for years and yeah, years who enjoys sweats, who enjoys rap music, who enjoys having a good time and bopping the hip hop music and shit. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I'm still smart. I've still educated myself. I'm still trying to be a good person in general. So that shit that he was talking about doesn't mean anything to me. And that's why I hate respectability politics. Yeah, and even with the show, there have been people that have said, ah, oh, you know, they have such a good thing going with the wellness conversation, but they're oh so God. ratchet and the intro and the jokes. If only they would polish it, clean it up. But it's really unfair because, number one, these, this isn't our profession as far as like psychology and therapists where we're, you know, presenting this platform that is based on our certification. No, we're just regular Schmegular everyday people <laughs> that I forgot the degular <laughs> forgot it. that just are interested in wellness by showing yeah. our own complexity, yeah, by showing our own failures, by showing our confusion, by clashing with each other on opinions, yeah. perspectives. Because guess what? That's real conversation. That's how you get somewhere, not by pretending to have it all figured out, not by pretending that you have all the answers, because no one does. Even Not these gurus, all. even the therapists, the studied school, school can't tell you how to make a, how a human thinks. That's right. What makes, what helps us figure out how we think and what works and what doesn't is by having these open conversations. So there are going to be some ratchetness. There is going to be some jokes because that's the average person. You can't tell me that you are constantly at home talking about church or God or faith or 
you know, one or finance. No one is that like one sided. Like no one's that linear. All of us have all these complex. You are sexy with your boyfriend and girlfriend. And then you go and laugh with your friends. And then you're serious with your grandparents. And then you're sweet with your kids. Like we all have the ability to turn on the different sides that are needed for the situations that are rising. And I think people need to be more accepting. We're going to be ratchet. We're going to be silly. And that's what makes this show human. That's right. And life in general is just all-encompassing. Like, our show is literally just us giving our perspectives from who we are. Like, you know... And it's not always going to be right. It's not always going to be right. You know, we still have our regular jobs. We still got to worry about our bills, you know. And there are people at work, like this woman in the NAACP, you know, she has to worry about a whole community of people. Right. And it just takes a photo of her dancing with one or maybe two people, and y'all just want to fuck that up and throw it out the window. She didn't do no coke. Half of them <laughs> have probably sucked dick the night before they wrote the comment. Or a lot of them okay. probably are at strip clubs or work there or, or go to them. Like, I guarantee right. somebody commented from a dressing room in a strip club. <laughs> I guarantee you. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm telling you. Like, it just really, really and You better not me. let me find out who it was. No, I'm just Because <laughs> okay. then we're going to read about you next week on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing I've learned about respectability politics, being someone that was from the projects and then went to private school because I had that duality on my life. The mm. white teachers, the white professors, all these people we were, you know, trying to impress or clean up for, they didn't give a shit. Nope. They just viewed me as a monkey in a private school. Yep. As a pig with lipstick. You know, like, there's no difference. Like, it's all those sayings that people say. They they still viewed me as a black girl. It didn't matter if my grades were A through Z. It just didn't matter. That didn't change who I was. I could come in with a suit or coming with a dress or my jeans down it didn't matter you're a black person any of them still working there friend huh any of them still working there because <laughs> we can go up there on the ass I live here so see your home now <laughs> no but my thing is we have to stop policing each other into trying to be this thing for people because the reality is the problem doesn't lie with us. The problem lies in, in the person that's going to view you how they want to view you. That's so it's right. a very personal thing. It's something they have to figure out. There were teachers that were so nice to me no matter what. There were teachers that were so mean to me no matter what. And guess what? My outfit for that day or what my English was like or my vocab didn't matter because it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with what those white people in particular were choosing to see. Yep. You know what I mean? And And... It had nothing to do with me. So I think that whole respectability thing is so annoying. And I do remember that when Bill Cosby used to go in on mm-hmm. hood people or poor people. And that was always like a really triggering feeling, you know, because a lot of us are trying to figure it out. A lot of us are poor because we're that's the circumstance. We're trying to figure, you know, it doesn't make you a, a bad representation of the black community or these ratchet girls on the train when they're loud. I have my moments too, but girls would be loud and I'll kind of feel like, oh, girl, like you're making us look bad, you know, but then I have to catch myself and I'm like, Look bad for who? <laughs> yes. And you know what? Take a moment for respectability politics. And I, do, politics. I can totally admit that there have been times where I've felt embarrassed and then I'm like, I have to catch myself. Like, But who well, am I trying to impress, though? There's certain things I still feel embarrassed about and it I happens, don't care. Yeah, those, those bitches that are um, supporting Donald Trump, them, them hee-haw, <laughs> foghorn, leghorn, head bitches that are supporting Donald Trump, them black women, y'all know who I'm talking He gonna build that wall! Oh them them bitches, God. I hate them. I just and saw they the embarrass me. They embarrass me. 
I they embarrass me. I hate the way that they make black people look dumb and stupid and licking up behind and don't know how to make good decisions on their own and just supporting what people have pushed to them as right and right. not thinking for themselves and being gullible and stupid. I hate with the way that they make black people look. Right. So I'm judging them. Right. I'm respectability politicking the fuck out of them bitches. <laughs> I hate them. See, he but a, build that see, wall. But a smart up. a smart white person can see right through it the same way we can. They can see these women got paid for whatever reason, yep. and that's not a representation of black people. Now, a, a person that is racist, it don't matter if they were speaking properly or not. They're going to be annoyed that there was a black person there, yep. period. So that's why, to me, I totally see what you're saying. Like yes, It's like, it's like oh, my God. But I also feel a person is going to see what they want to see, mm-hmm. no matter yeah, how you it. speak, and I think no matter I'm, what you're wearing. And I, and I get what you're saying. When you said that, it resonated from something earlier you said, and I'm from the South, so like when shit like that happens, I just in my mind go, oh, Lord. Because I know people think that immediately when they see that. Oh, of course. And so then earlier you were talking about how like you tailor yourself because of how people view black men. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I do certain things. Like as a black man, I don't like get my hair cut regularly because it's like not just that. But when people are like, oh, you need to do something to your hair. I've dealt with white people on some scales that have just like... I don't want to brag, but, you know, I've shaken Ted Turner's hand before. You know, just <laughs> throwing that out there. And he looked at my hair and said, wow, your hair is really cool. And, like, really meant that shit. You know, he could have been like, wow, your hair is really cool. But, you know, he's too old to really throw shade like that. Or maybe shit. Um, <laughs> but it was just like there are certain things that people will look at, like other black people even, or just other people that judge people based on whatever. And they'll be like, oh, of course. And then there are people that are in way different arenas or have nothing to lose from that one little thing. And will be like, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Because they're looking for acceptance as opposed... So the di- here's the difference. They're they're rushing to present themselves. Think about the color purple. Remember when Suge Avery was coming to town? Right. And Mr. was running around the house mm-hmm, like a, with his it. head cut off mm-hmm. and trying to get his socks and too much grease and all of that shit. And he made, wanted, made Seeley dress up and mm-hmm, He wanted Suge to accept him. As opposed to being proud of himself or people today being proud of themselves and presenting themselves at their best because they believe in themselves at their best. You know, so when you meet Ted Turner, you're presentable because you believe in what the fuck you bring into the meeting. You know and what I'm, I'm saying? To, and and I'm, so, like, 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 I'm so confident that I want to make sure that I'm presented at peak levels so that you understand that I'm serious about my shit. Right. And so that you understand that what I'm saying to you is legitimate and we can have a real conversation. Big difference between that and trying to look good because the white man is coming down the line <laughs> and, and you got to look your best and head up. But it's not because, even just in that because area. inherently yeah. you think you're inferior. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's totally a difference. Exactly. Because it's just like, you know, I would still happily tell him, no, he could not touch my hair if he asked to, you know. Exactly. And that right there. Because there are still. You're not going to shuck and jive. Exactly. And sometimes I do it just because I think it's funny on my end to really think that, you know, we don't know that this is what we're doing today. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what's happening. So sometimes I'm like, all right then, boss, just to like really piss people (laughs) off. But it's like, you know, if you're going to try to treat me a certain way, then I'm going to really show you if this is how you want to treat someone. If if this lady from the NAACP decided to say, y'all want to rip me into him because I'm at the fucking strip club and decided to be like, all right, I'm having a strip stripper party for my birthday and shit. <laughs> and then decided to have one and all the strippers brought their kids and it'd just be a cookout or some shit. It would really be like, you know, 
Shame on you fuckers for judging me for on some assuming. shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? People are always just so quick to jump to some shit, not even knowing all the details or even giving a fuck about them, just to burn someone at the stake or just to get their own point across, not even realizing the consequences behind them. And that's exactly it. People will say anything to burn someone at the stake, but instead of just looking inside and, and really asking themselves, like, what is so bad about this? Knowing they just got off a of Pornhub in my vista that damn morning. Hello. Every day. Hello. Knowing they just was on XTube, you know, <laughs> watching Red Shoe Diaries and shit. <laughs> Knowing they was doing that, but they want to talk about her. What's her name? He said Friend. Emmanuel. <laughs> Wait, watching Emmanuel in space and get mad at what's her name? Um... I actually don't even see what her name was. Getting mad at her, getting mad at Miss Lady from the <laughs> NAACP <laughs> that's working hard, so hard. Mm -hmm. You know, working her French manicure down to the cuticles. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? To make sure that black, that colored people is advanced and shit. And here they come mad at her. And that's what's and sad, how, you're, how you, all the work you do can just be... Right. Yes. And she looked Invalidated. cute in the photos. So you know she's she, a beautiful. You woman. know she's been putting in her work, making sure that she has been keeping herself happy. Because when you you know, when you like Dustin, when you have, you know, put yourself to peak, you know, superior mm -hmm. lookness, mm -hmm. you know she has done everything that she has needed from doing all her homework from K right. through twelve to acing the fuck out of plus in college to be president of the NAACP yeah, and the to look and that she has fucking a, good and she actually and actually to, her name is Cheyenne Bryant hey Cheyenne and Cheyenne, she's also baby. she has CB. listen to this she's a, she has a master's degree in psychology see mm -hmm. she's written a book called Mental Detox mm -hmm. um it says she's heavy into fitness and shares inspirational videos on her Instagram. They showed her Instagram as she's working out. On her Instagram. On her Instagram. Yeah. That's what she posts. Why don't we make her our fur, our honorary? <laughs> Why don't we make her our honorary black business spotlight? What's her book called, friend? Men it's Mental Detox by Men Cheyenne yes. Bryant. Mental Detox by Cheyenne Bryant. Cheyenne Bryant. Hey, baby. Yes. And then I love it says the power and guidance to implement peace, joy, balance, and financial abundance in your life. See, I know that's right. You, you See, know she what? know what we want. Let's, I like her. Let's change this. And this I want to go to the, the strip club with her. With Cheyenne, her. we going to the titty we bar. I'm coming with you. <laughs> that's right. So, so that's the black business shot out of the week. <laughs> we gonna, I love it. We're going to keep calling it black business. It's called the black box. We're the gonna, black box. We're going to pop the black box this week. Is it a business? <laughs> we definitely should call it that this week. It's I'm damn so sure. This week, baby, it's the black box. <laughs> love it. Segment. I love it. Hey, Cheyenne. <laughs> keep your head up, Cheyenne. We respect you. We're proud of the work that you have done. And don't let them diminish your talent and your accomplishments. That's right. Based off of somewhere, somewhere that you appeared. And somebody taking a picture of you somewhere. It has not taken away from the legacy that you're creating for yourself professionally and all the hard work that it took you to get to that point. So, Cheyenne, I support you. 100. And I'm ready. And I, and I drink Maker's Mark, girl. So, like, we can go to the bar at the strip club and get chicken <laughs> and talk about how nice you looked in your picture. Your headshot looked good. I'm, I like you, Cheyenne. I love you, Cheyenne. Yeah, and the next time, just for the people that felt, um, you know, triggered or felt the need to speak out, I, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say to look internally and try mm. to figure out what is it about you that, number one... Make you a hater. <laughs> makes you want to go <laughs> online to bring someone down. 
And number two, what is it about her being at a strip club that made you feel away specifically? Like, mm-hmm. what did it trigger in you? What is so bad about that? And I'm saying that from a very neutral perspective. I'm not judging why you feel that way, but I just want you to look in and see, is this coming from church? Is this coming from my parents? Is this, you know, because... What is it about your own sexuality? Like, I'm just so curious about what you feel is so wrong about that. And I want you to look inward and just try to figure out and what it, is it. And it can happen to you at any time. Because it could be you because she didn't post that picture. N- absolutely. It was someone else that took it of her and then decided to circulate it. So it's not a like she was hater. even. And, yeah. And even think that about. That could be you at a bar. Like, you never know. Think about even updating your Facebook status or your Twitter. Because there are times where I feel like I'm about to tweet some shit and I'm just about to ask a question. And I'm like, you know what? I actually don't care or like I have to stop and say because what that's very real like you know if you're watching something and you just you you ask like why did this person do this shit blah 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 and then it's kind of like you know they might have been backed into a corner like you know I, I always watch Love and Hip Hop and I ask these questions and I get that I only get you know moments of this person's time but at the time you're watching the show so you want to fucking know right but when it's like real people and real shit Take that moment before you decide to, like, put someone on blast or something and really ask yourself, like, what am I going to benefit from this? How is this? Like, what am I going to benefit from getting this information? Mm -hmm. Because you might ask something really damaging to somebody before it even means anything to you and it can mean everything to them. So think about that. Well said. Well, I have a song on my heart. (laughs) Are you going to sing it? What key are we singing it? We're singing it in the key of Three Six Mafia. (laughs) This song was produced by Juicy J. Um, it is by Gangsta Boo. Um, wow. And it is called Don't Stand So Close to Me. As a matter of fact, this is actually on the Inquiring Minds album by Gangsta Boo. And we can actually bring the first. Actually, let's, you know what? You know what? <laughs> we got two songs from one album this week. It's the intro, wow. the Inquiring Minds intro. Because I feel like all of this goes back to people opining on things that they have no excuse to or no license to, right? (laughs) I feel like this all goes back to people essentially standing too close to somebody else. And the reason that that struck a chord with me in my soul because Gangsta Boo has a song called Don't Stand So Close To Me. You know, they be like, don't stand, don't stand so close to me. Don't stand, don't stand so close to me. Don't... Right? So it's good. <laughs> so, but it's about, you know, back up. You know right? what I'm saying? Fall up That's off actually of me, pretty you know? perfect. Stay it in is. your lane, you know? So this week, I want you to listen to Don't Stand So Close by Gangsta Boo, as well as the intro to the Inquiring Minds album, which is what Don't Stand So Close To Me is on, where she says, you know, why are you looking at me, you know, because your bitch want to wear my shit because it got Chanel on it, but in the projects, you wasn't really on it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, now she want to be down because, you know, whatever, but you really weren't even concerned anyway before. You know? So, again, it's just, it's just like, like it she is. said, inquiring minds. Mm. So, this week, we're going to open up the book of Gangsta Boo. Gangsta Chapter Boo. Inquiring the Minds. Gangsta Boo. Chapter Inquiring Minds, verse Inquiring Minds intro, and verse Don't Stand So Close to Me. And that is your homework for this here week, these here seven days that this here show come out. And these here headphones you're listening to now, which you better take a Q-tip and alcohol too, and I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> but you know, that's your that's your tip. Thank I love you. it. And and let's just to close out the the hot button issue. Let's consider speaking life yes. online. Yes. yes, that's a big thing to me. If before you comment on something, think of how it's improving. Your on the conversation, life, your life, your, anything. You know, like speak life. Let's speak life to each other. Let's yes. let's. 
whether if you don't agree with something, you don't have to say it. You know, I mean, unless it's something that is just so horrible that you feel you have to contribute. Or, I completely respect that. Or but if you want to gain perspective. Yes, if you want to, if maybe it's something that happened to you and you need to show your story, I completely support that and respect it. But if you're tearing someone down for the hell of it because it's something about you, boy, you know, that's not going to make you feel good for very long. It's a, it's a nice high when you press send. But it's not gonna make your job feel better. It's not gonna make your relationship better. It's not gonna make your life better. So Ain't speak gonna get life. You none. Yeah, but you know what does work? Speaking life, and yes, I'm living does. proof of that because the energy I put out transfers. That's right. It circles. I'm it comes back. Proof. Yeah, and I'm living proof that. And I'm not saying be this perfect, polished person that's always happy because that's not even who I am. But I know that I rather improve on the conversation online than to take away from it. That's right. Yes. So that's something that I say you should consider. I love that, friend. What's right? the What's the rule of the forest? Like leave, like take only pictures. Kill what you eat, leave. what you kill. I mean, well, that's a rule of life too. You know what I'm talking about? Where they be like, always hit first. <laughs> All right, never mind. I don't want to do this I'm no sorry. more. <laughs> I'm too high for you to do that, man. This episode's in uh, Denver, just so y'all know. That's why I said that. <laughs> okay, so now let's move on to this week's wellness segment. I'm so excited, by the way, that last week you guys um, were really into the passion flower. I actually want to read really quickly an email that I received. And the young lady... Did she smoke it? <laughs> yeah, <that's so> <laughs> Did she smoke it? Okay, so I received an email. I obviously won't say the name just in case, but I received an email that said, I have been having panic attacks for weeks and going back and forth with my doctor about taking medication. She had just started ignoring my emails and calls, which is kind of crazy. Um, I believe she thinks I'm faking just to get Xanax. So when oh, Fran, isn't that crazy? When Fran mentioned Passion Flower, I ran out to Whole Foods and bought the tincture and the tea. It's been a tremendous help with my anxiety, and I no longer want to do physical harm to my doctor for ignoring me. Keep up the great work. Real. Good for her. And I thought that that is, man, that made me feel so happy because this is exactly why we do it this. It doesn't get any yeah. better, Fran. Good right? for her. So I'm so a... happy that that, and a lot of people actually sent us really awesome comments, um, particularly on Twitter, saying, I've never felt this calm. I had the best sleep. Oh my God, friend! I don't know if this is a fluke. I'm gonna try it again tomorrow, and then they came back. I do. I'm gonna stop by and get (laughs) some. Right, and then they came back the next day, like, oh my God, it wasn't a fluke. I had two good days of sleep, you know. So I'm just happy for those of you that tried it and are feeling it, and it's working. My goal is for us to just work at our highest capacity as people, because we have to be great out here. We have to be dope. I don't want anyone sick. We have no time for it. No time. Right. We have no time to be addicted to any pills or anything chemically based, because it just really changes the trajectory of your life. So, and I'm speaking from experience, from being someone who was hooked on medication. So we're gonna stick this, to the passion flower. Right. We're gonna stick to the natural. Yeah. The the herbs. <laughs> you know anybody <laughs> sell passion flower friends? <laughs> the plug. I am we the plug. Need a I, need a, I need a passion flower man. Right, I might need to become the plug myself. Okay. So clearly, with the conversation about that we've had the past couple of weeks with the coloring book and the passion flower, you guys can tell that the part of science that I'm super interested in is 
what we can do to keep ourselves calm. Mm. So that's what I, you know, obviously I don't know everything about the brain, but I've tried my best to study the different parts of the brain that can activate the sense of calm. And that's sort of my passion project. So this week, I know y'all were like, Fran, you're going to make me broke buying all these things. I definitely don't want y'all to feel that way. (laughs) Look, while you saying that, I'm in my mind thinking like, I might not need to buy no uh, stuff from Denver no more messing with (laughs) you. Nice Morse code there. I mean, I'm just saying, what you about to tell us about this week? Well, to keep today's us calm? is free. Because if I'm calm enough, <laughs> it's free. Right? Hold on, tell me it's more. It's free. It's something everyone does and has. It's you Vicks already have rub. it. Big paper up. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I want to talk about the science behind deep breathing. Oh <laughs> yeah. That's it. So it's so no so this week you guys can't be like friend. <laughs> this is too much. And I want you guys to understand clearly I'm not getting shit. commission from any of the things I've said to y'all cuz right. these are things you guys went to the store. I have no connection to these stores. Man, who's going to so. pay you to tell people to breathe? Well, I mean not who's going to pay cuz somebody probably would but like Somebody probably would. Who right? cutting the breathing? Who own breathing? You know what I'm saying? Like So this know. week I wanted to give you guys something that you already had you didn't have to go out and get I know it's cold out it's the wastefulness in me I'm thinking this is like a sad Christmas I thought she was going to tell me some more flowers or something <laughs> next <laughs> week we'll, we'll get back into that next week so the part I wanted to tell you guys about today scientifically was the parasympathetic nervous system which is the part of our body that controls our fight or flight response so when we feel triggered this is that moment that button that's like go Tell me, because I know what side of the fence I be on. Come on, friend. Dustin is like me and this parasympathetic I need friends. to know. <laughs> so this is, if the thing about deep breathing is that it actually activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So if it's almost like you ever um, had someone come at you crazy or and you had to kind of step back for a second and take a deep breath and you knew that that was the only way that you weren't going to go to 100? About 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Those deep breaths, you might think, you know, it's something that you have to do for yourself, but it's actually scientifically proven to help activate your parents. Excuse me, y'all. This is like a tongue twister, right? Parasympathetic nervous system. It actually um, activates it. It neutralizes your stress and elicits this sort of calming feeling. So it's, it's scientifically proven to calm you. And then the other thing that it does is the lymphatic system is the part of our body that flushes out toxins. It carries away the wastes from our immune system and keeps us healthy. But the thing about the lymphatic system, because it doesn't have like its own system that you can just activate, when you start breathing and moving and even working out at the gym, this is a really important thing. There are even pressure points. You can actually look this up. I would love for you guys to look up lymphatic um, reflexes and pressure points. Mm. There are parts of your body that you can press mm, on your feet, me, on me. your hands, and all these things help release the toxins. And you'd be surprised. Some dif- different pressure points on your hands that can help your body circulate better. And there are tons. There's tons of information online. It's really exciting. Actually, that would probably be next week's because <laughs> it's just so much information. I can go into that for next week's next week's wellness segment. I can't speak today. I might um, be able to help you actually. I can help you with next week's wellness segment yeah. if the subject is where to put your hands to make you release. Oh my god! I can help you with next. I can help you with next week's wellness segment. That so is not. So we can not like do a co-team. What I meant. 
Oh my well, God. That's what I heard. That, you know. Okay. Between ahead, that friend. and the natural lube, y'all keep asking me to share. You I mean, need to go that, that, that could be a tag team wellness segment. Look, look you don't want to use it. Your words. <laughs> Literally. But that's not what today's about. Damn. That's just what I wanted to show you what deep breathing can help with the lymphatic system. It's an awesome aid. And like I said, the parasympathetic nervous system is what helps activate it to get this calming feeling. So that's why my mama always used to be like, Exactly. No, seriously. Yeah. And she knew that. She knew that. And our parents know that. And I, you almost, it's like a reflex where you're like, okay, if I, to not kill someone. Right. <laughs> but the also, it also brings, um, when you breathe in and take deep breaths, it fills your lungs, brings oxygen to your lungs, it brings oxygen to your heart, and it brings oxygen to your cells. It's almost like an aerobic exercise right. for your body. So it's, I'm telling you, these deep breaths, as simple as it sounds, actually makes such an impact for your body, for your brain, for everything overall. So with that being said, I wanted to give you guys three breathing exercises to try. One of them is for relaxation, maybe before you go to sleep. It's a nice way to kind of kick in the sleep. And there's also one for balance. And then there's one for energy. I know a lot of you probably have presentations you have to do at school or presentations at work. You know, use or presentations at home. Oh, at, oh, okay, that too. So, you know, I would love for you guys to take note of these three exercises, and then that way you can use them, memorize them, and then you almost know what to do with your body to kick in all of these brain signals, which to me is so empowering I and so it. awesome. You know, just something that simple can really change how you react to things, which on this show is what we're trying to get across. If yep. you can have more control of your triggers and reactions. Imagine if we all took the time to figure out those things, how different the world would be with a conversation. It'd be a totally different place. So the first one for relaxation, I want you to inhale for four counts. Then you're going to hold that for one count. You're going to exhale for eight counts and then hold that for four. Mm. And that's a relaxation. <laughs> I looked over and Dustin's doing it with his eyes closed. <laughs> that's an awesome relaxation um, breathing ratio. Now for balance, balance, you're going to inhale for eight counts, hold that for one count, exhale for eight counts, and then hold that for one count. I wish you guys could see the guys because they are really sitting here doing this. And then finally... An energizing breathing ratio. You're going to inhale for six counts. Hold that for one count. Slowly exhale for six counts. And then hold that for one count. And that's your energizing breathing ratio. So keep those three in mind. Note them. Learn them. Know how to kind of flip between them when you need them. They and work. I promise you, right? They work. They work. You should see. They you work. guys look so calm right now. I did the last two back to back and they worked. You felt the they difference? Were, I felt real balanced after that first one. Then I started doing the third one and I was like, oh shit, I got it. Right? Yep. And, and then some bring you energy. I mean, in, they in Colorado, do different Seattle, things. <laughs> wherever we at. It's silly. So those are just um, some breathing ratios that I really want you guys to give a try. Like I said, it's free. Breathing is something we all have access to. And now you know that there's science behind this stuff. Like I said, I love where 
where calm and spirituality and just overall pleasantness meets science. So that's the science for this week. That's the breathing chart for this week. Dustin isn't even here no more. He's in Narnia he right did, now. He did that first one. See, <laughs> Look, that, one was, that was the one that was going to mess me up. <laughs> <laughs> See, when he said relax, I was like, I can't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what happened? Have, have Shit, Fran almost went to motherfucker. I was over here about to be in stage three sleep, man. <laughs> I thought you had the passion, fa- the passion flower. Breathing he was breathing so here, good. You know? Lord, Fran, that, boy, hey, yo, that shit worked. Right? Breathe you for feel eight it, and like then your one body. and then eight and then one. <laughs> and then if you want to get turned, breathe for six and then one. And then six and then one. That's right. They done made their own the other one was four and then one and then eight long ones coming out and then one and then four quick ones coming in. Oh, that's you know, the one that was going to mess it's me It's the eight, four, one, four, one, eight, one. Mm. <laughs> that's that one, too. That one worked, too. They all work. So I hope you guys love that. I think um, the coloring book, the passion flower, and then yes. these breathing ratios, these are all tools just find what works for you. Find mm-hmm. what feels good. And I know one of them will resonate and let us know. Give us feedback. Let us know which one you like. Let us know which one you didn't like. And whatever works, just let us know because that's how I know what to present for each Wild Nick sec. I can't speak today. I don't know what's going well, on with me. Wait, it made perfect wait. sense. Perfect sense. <laughs> I can't speak either. I said it made perfect I can't sense. Can't <laughs> We're a mess <laughs> today, guys. Sorry. Come Come on. On. It's been a long day. That's exactly how I sound today. I used to love that shit. My English is a mess. Missy, if you ever did that whole, never mind. Like that, my old ass was thinking about the, the original. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Oh well, yes. that you one know, too, but right? you know them kids today. I had to say Missy because I would have known. Never mind. What about the double Dutch bus? Oh my god, I love that song. Yes. Anyway, but yeah, so that is today's wellness segment. I hope you, you guys friend. find that helpful. You're welcome. It was. Right? You gonna have to teach me that one thing off the air though. We are gonna talk about that off the air. Oh boy. By your face, I don't even want to know. (laughs) My face, it's just me. This episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by our friends at Loot Crate. Now, you might be asking what the hell Loot Crate is, just like I was, because I am not a gamer and I didn't know anything about it. But what I do know is a good thing when I see one, and Loot Crate is a damn good thing. So check it out. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. So for less than $20 a month, you end up getting like six to eight items. And this could include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and even more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive that month's crate. So if this is March, you have until March 19th to subscribe and receive the March crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. Don't ask. Ain't shit left for you. Now make sure you head over to www.lootcrate.com backslash friend zone and enter code friend zone to save three dollars on any new subscription that means that if you rock with us here at the friend zone and you head over to lootcrate.com and you enter code friend zone you will get three dollars off of any new subscription now this month they, they have the versus theme messaging in their loot crate so follow me you gamers because you'll know what i'm talking about uh, from Metropolis to Hell's Kitchen uh, to Beyond the Stars, you know they're celebrating the release of Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, and they're used they're doing so by using some of the greatest rivalries in pop culture with March's theme versus genius right so we've got exclusives that you can wear, display, and use in addition to the normal spiffy monthly fee and loot pin. 
So there you have it. Head on over to LootCrate.com, enter code FRIENDZONE, get your Loot Crate on. All you gamers, I know that you understood the context and texture and the wave of everything that I just said. So enjoy it from us to you, a piece of us for a piece of you, goddammit. Now let's get back to the show. So now we are going to jump into this week's icebreaker. What do you have for us, Asante? So someone wrote in a really, really dope one, and I wanted to read it as my own, but I'm going to go on ahead and give you the the grace, (laughs) Miss Shauna Grace. How kind of you. I decided to say your name because I think you're the first icebreaker name that I've decided to say in forever because you're the first icebreaker I didn't come up with. Uh, So Shauna Grace writes in, if you could invite four people to dinner who would you choose and why i decided to drop the famous because it's time to let down some walls and let people know what y'all are about famous Hmm. or not because it could be like you know a relative you're not close to or somebody you just met and you just want to know yeah four you have four people you can invite to dinner who you're choosing and why um wow that's a really good question i love questions like these i would definitely have um malcolm x Mm. because the way right before he died, how his whole thought process and even his feelings towards the nation, like all of that changed because he had pilgrimaged and suddenly he didn't view white people as the devil. And, you know, he started really kind of putting aside what he'd been conditioned to think and really started to break through those ideas and really think for himself. And it took him to leave the country to do that. I, You know me. I'm a huge perspective and yeah. introspection and reflection. I love people that, that are thinkers. Mm-hmm. I love people that don't allow the world to mold their thoughts. And I love people who are honest about the fact that they may have thought one way and now think another. All of that. I love all of that. I love people who just are human and you know, are, are comfortable admitting that. Yes. He was such a polarizing figure and such an icon, so he'd be my number one. Um, Frida Kahlo, mm. just because I was fascinated by her work, of course, and I would love to find out her relationship advice because I don't know if you guys saw the movie with Selma Hayek that really broke down her relationship with um, Diego Rivera, who was a famous Mexican painter. Their relationship was crazy. They lived... And look how crazy they lived. They were married, mind you, but they lived in a house that was separate and it was connected by a bridge. Mm. So they just saw each other when they felt like it, That's but amazing. lived very separate, right? And I always thought that was so cool. Cool, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, cool because that's not something you hear. And the fact that they were open and comfortable with that, and she dated women, and he like it was just they were just had such a fascinating relationship. So I would love to hear her side about that and just insight on what made them live like that, and if it worked, if it didn't. Um, who are my other Rumi? who's a Sufi poet, just because he has so much insight and perspective. He was so mystical. I would love to know how he got there, the story of his life. Like, how did he, how was he able to write such honest poetry and just his thoughts on love? And his writing is just so good. Anytime I see a quote of his, it hits me so hard. So clearly I have something spiritually with him that there's a connection. So I would love to know how he became who he became. Like, what happened in his life? I want to hear his life story. Um, that's three, right? Um, the fourth person. You have one. <laughs> one. To your dinner. You have one invitee left. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I know this is hard. Right? Because it's the last person invited. It's the last person. 
I think I'm going to have to go with Osho. Because he changed my life. Yes. He was the catalyst. Um, For those who don't know, he's like this amazing philosopher. And he changed my life. He was the catalyst to my own self-discovery. Because his book was put on my lap. And it's like they say, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I guess I was just ready. The timing of it, the universe works in perfect order because... They put his book on my lap at the age of 28, and my life has been amazing ever since. He has made me think about myself, the things I believe in. He's made me unravel a lot of the things I believed in, not because he said so, but because he made he told me to question everything, question everything, and I just questioned everything. And it made me understand that a lot of the things I believed in weren't even coming from me. It was all programming and conditioning. So he helped me be a, a thinker, uh, someone that is independent, an independent thinker, and someone whose opinions are based on information and not based on conditioning. Absolutely, yeah. So those are my four. Rumi, Ooh. Osho, Frida Kahlo, and Malcolm X. Damn, that would be a hot dinner. That would be. <laughs> those are my four. Dustin. I got to go next. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so let me think. Okay, so we could do this. I, I really was going to go a totally different direction with this. Oh, I'm still going I'll, a different I'll, one. I'll take you it. have to. I'll be, I'll be serious, though, right? No, please don't feel the... I'm going yeah, to be, be serious, serious. though, because, like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, so... I think that I would have, I know I would have my brother there with me because I want, my, my dinner would be about Ooh, like, that's yeah. so sweet. my whole dinner would be like from an OG to like a young man's perspective, right? So, I love that. And not just in age, but just in people that I could learn something from, right? So I want my brother there with me to like take all that in. So that leaves me three other spots, right? That's so dope. I would bring Heath Ledger back from the dead and really? let him be there because he's the reason why I wanted to be an actor. Really? I saw it, yeah. When I, you did the Joker? I saw a, a special about him and his process and the way that he approached his roles and how he would be on set for one job and already be in character for another job that was six months down the line. Like, oh, he shit. really did research and he is what made acting attractive to me so I would mm. love to talk to him That's deep. and just he get to understand him. He was the catalyst for yeah. your self-discovery. Mm-hmm. I so get that. So I would want him there. I would want Dick Gregory there just because I watch Dick Gregory videos <laughs> and a lot of the things <laughs> that he says make sense to me and it just from an OG to a young you know, young dude's perspective I, love I would it. love to get that, that lesson. Um, and what then, an interesting combination. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then like from my third person I think that I would want somebody who was a little bit more of like a rebel. So I think that I would choose God. Who would I pick that has been like controversial, but I understood that was a man. Azalea Banks. Hell oh, said no. a man. Well, Sorry. she if she won, but no. Who would I? No, I'm just oh, kidding. Damn. Who would I? Who would I? Um, who could I bring? I don't know. Um, you know who I would bring just for comedic relief. Who? Just for comedic relief, and I think that I would have a good time at dinner Richard with this Pryor. person. Well, I would love him. Ooh. But this person Ooh. is still living, and again, this is strictly to have a good time. So it's me and my brother, Heath Ledger, Dick Gregory, and you know who the other person is going to be? Stevie J. Let's bring Stevie J. Let's bring Stevie J so we can laugh, talk a little shit, you know what I'm saying? Oh and again, from an OG this to a young nigga perspective. So you know what funny. I'm saying? Like, so yeah, funny it seemed like you would learn something, have a good time. Heath Ledger, you know? Stevie J, yes. and Dick Gregory, my nigga. <laughs> yes. 
and your brother. I and my that. brother, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish That's we could make this dinner. happen. The That's only Dustin's other nigga dinner. that I would have had there would be Nene Leaks, but I couldn't bring her because <gasps> it's only women. It's nigga, no, nigga. I had all guys. So, but Sometimes. Nene, with Nene, you say what you want, but Nene, she's a good time. She's a good and time. Nene would have, Nene would be fun at dinner. She would be fun because you know she always keeping some mess up. If anything, she can park the cars. Some she can watch bust a son. Oh, Nene, you come in some kind of way. Um, take the trash out, (laughs) clean up some, pick up a dish. Hell, (laughs) fill up a dish. What's them dishes called with the little light pot, the fire pots, and the chafing dishes? She can relight all the chafing dishes on the buffet. I can't, I can't even. Nene done triggered us. Maybe she's like, remember on the color purple? Maybe she can sweep the caboose. (laughs) Maybe. Go ahead, Asante. Asante, who would be your dinner? I better be one of the four. Um, I'm a good time at dinner, and you know you like going out well, to eat. Well, I would, I would include you in the list, but because we do go to dinner, why would I include you in this particular list? I need list? to be at that one, though, dog. Um, this, and this is a hard one. I'm sitting here. I've been rearranging hard as fucking my it's head. It's so hard, but it's awesome. Uh, so definitely my first is going to have to go to Obama. Oh, I almost said him. Probably cliche as hell. I'm no. sure everybody's going to use it, but, like, you know— our first black president. You're right. And I was alive for that. And for me, I'm, you know, I'm still young, gonna own it as long as possible. I still don't understand the gravity of that the way that my parents feel, my parents' parents, you know, people that have been here forever, people that have left this earth. Like to see that and to even see people react to that is just amazing. And I think that's so real. I think Obama would be cool to sell at dinner, obviously, from the shit that you see. And I I would love to just sit up there and be like, you know, from a young man to, you know, president or former president. Because the dinner might happen one day. Uh, it and he's be perfect because he can give you perspective, but also humor. Because he yep. seems yeah. really funny. Yes. Yep. Like, like Obama literally is the part. He's the perfect black president. Mm-hmm. To think about young kids, just to know that he's the first black president. He's a great stand-up man for a black president, and I just cannot get away from that. Like, my heart, like, will not stop resonating with that. Um, Obama, definitely. And Oprah. Uh, Oprah. Only because Oprah has done so much, from acting to hosting to becoming a mogul, a philanthropist. Like, she's done everything then now white people respect the fuck out of her. Not that I give a shit about white people, but the fact that she just, you know, really went <laughs> but for it. she's such a marker and of she's success been there for everyone. For, Literally You everyone. can think about everyone. her in so many different arenas and aspects mm-hmm. and think about all the lives she's touched and all the hearts and all the th- deals she's closed, all the shit she's given away. Like, it's fucking Oprah. So even to just sit up and be like, all right, so Oprah, like, you know, name some shit that you wish you could have gave away, but didn't, or, or name some people you don't like, and sit at dinner with her ass and talk about that. With Ask her who breath sank on the show, <laughs> <laughs> and then she like, oh my god, love him to death, but and, and like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> I bet you, funny. I always have thought Michael Douglas breath stunk. <laughs> I mean, always. I'm sure Captain Zeta Jones' husband, sure you know who I'm talking I'm sure about? something's dead back there. He just always um, looked like he ate some yeah. fish. <laughs> I mean, why not? Stank. Go ahead. Uh, I, I would also, oh, I would bring back from the dead Robin Williams. Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, hilarious. Mm. Hilar- hilarious, genius. Yes. And, and I'm saying this now because I don't feel like I, you know, when everything happened, I don't feel like I really got to give my Robin Williams. Like, I went to a performing arts high school, and we really focused on theater. But just to see an actor that took 
something so serious as mental health and, and illness and to really joke and build his life around uplifting other people and giving great messages and, and his still, own sadness and his own sadness yeah. and to be a great actor on top of that like it's not like he was just putting the shit out because he had a platform he actually was great at what he did yes he was yes he was <laughs> he really was uh so R.P. Robin Williams he would have been he'd be at my dinner um how many do I have left one, one. more mm-hmm. Ooh. the last one. Oh, you know what because uh, it's a, it's a bomb ass dinner party. Um, Jackie Jennifer, Christie, Jennifer Lewis. Uh, oh, Jennifer hell Lewis. Yeah. Jennifer, <laughs> Lewis. Jennifer Lewis. Yes. I, 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 I had somebody else, but Jennifer Lewis is just there. Yes. And yes, I, I didn't yes. want to say her because I feel like, you know, I might have dinner with Jennifer Lewis one day. But like, Jennifer Lewis at any dinner in my life yes. would be fucking amazing. So <laughs> why the fuck not? That's why I love her. She's so real. Uh, Black Jesus. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Every time she yells it out. These are great dinners. I wish we could just merge them all. Me too. So if anybody <laughs> like wants to sponsor, a what's hall. up? <laughs> right. I, I love it. So that was such a great question. We do oh. All right. We don't, yes. We don't trigger the sound there. And so, yes. And so, yes. <laughs> and so, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> that was our icebreaker segment. I thought that was really, really cool. That was a, a great, great icebreaker. Right? Those of you listening, tell us. Tweet us, leave us comments on SoundCloud telling us who I'll your four your would be. Because I'm sure so will. curious. I'm super curious to hear who you guys are picking. Don't forget to tell us why. And don't forget we can be part of the picks too. Yeah, and if you pick <laughs> me and it's people that I like, I'm going to read your comment next week. So this is your chance if you want to go to <laughs> dinner with us. I mean, I mean I'm not saying to use me for that. I don't like my name but being Googled so much. But... If you do put my name in it, and it's some people that I don't like, I'm going to share that. Because <laughs> so I now, might want to be there for real, you know? Like, I might be like, we can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get into this week's letters. We've got some good ones. And as if we don't ask you to harass us enough, please don't forget to harass us enough at the friendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Uh, Dustin, do you want to spell that out for the people? That is the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. That's T-H-E-F-R-I-E-N-D-Z-O-N-E. At symbol, loudspeakers. Damn, I was fucked with them. C O M. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you very much. I make you dot com. That's for his breathing exercise. It's a it's a fifth one, y'all. She ain't tell you about uh, number five. Uh, y'all not gonna <laughs> Go get that one. Y'all he done, he that done one turned it into a taxi Let me cab tell you about confession. Number five in the DMs. We, Go ahead, man. We, you know I had to tell number five my manager, in the DMs. I had to tell my manager at work what the, what DMs are today. I felt old. He was like, "Hey, yo, what's DMs?" I was like, "No, Damn. no." Speaking of, I felt so old because I recently put up a new YouTube video, which I'll tell you guys about later, but. People kept commenting TFS, and I was like, what does that mean? And I had to Google it, and it means thanks for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) But that let me know that I'm officially old, that I had to Google that shit. Like, I'm old, y'all. You just put me on. Dustin's nodding like, You just put me on. You didn't know either? I did not know. Did you know, Dustin? No, I thought somebody had problems spelling the friend zone. (laughs) I mean, for a second, I was about to say, I know she's not about to say, like, the friend song or something. I was like, But it was, like, I kid you not. I know we sing, but. Like, the, the friend song? I like, oh, okay, that's cute. I kid you not, they, it was, like, maybe seven or eight times in the comments, and I was like, what is TFS? 
best. I had to Google it, and that's why I was like, Damn. "Oh, Fran, you're officially one." Y'all not of those. spelling shit no more. <laughs> I just discovered new emojis and everything. Oh, anyway, what's let the me get into letter? this question because I wanted to get or this letter because I wanted to get into it last week, but we ran out of time. So I threw out two this week. Go ahead. <laughs> this one is called titled "Feeling Guilty for Being Blessed." Mm. I am not lucky. I'm blessed. Yes. yes. Um. Hey guys, I'm a young black male in my late 20s, and I'm a creative. All my life, I have been extremely blessed. So blessed that sometimes I feel guilty about doing better than some of my friends and family. I don't know what it is, but so many cool things have happened to me, and I've been given so many opportunities that other people would die for. I love that. Sometimes I feel like Forrest Gump with some of the situations I'm in and the people I meet. I'm doing my dream job while some of my friends and family are stuck in miserable 9 to 5s. I know that deep down inside, we as humans are all, are all equal. There's something physically or emotionally that someone somewhere has that someone else wants. Because there are certain er- because there are certainly areas I feel like I come up short in comparison to my friends and family. But I'm really trying to figure out how to deal with my career success, how to deal with my career success and how much good news I share with them. The plus side is I don't have anyone in my life that is negative, doesn't support me or hates on me on the low. But sometimes I keep things to myself to not appear as if I'm bragging because I know that other people are struggling in their own lives. I guess I have a fear of perceived perfection, if that makes any sense. P.S. Friend, can I tell you a little weird? Can I tell you? I can tell you feel a little weird about perceived perfection. When the guys say things like, oh, yeah, friend, your lifestyle and mine are so vibrant or in cool, blah, blah, blah. I can tell it makes you feel weird when people praise your greatness. What are your thoughts about this? <laughs> I had to, you know, I had to read that last little part because it actually made me think to myself, um, back when we were first talking about doing the show and you were, uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I've wanted people to know, and you even were like, you know, I don't want people to think I'm just this perfect blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, you're not right. going to just be up here be- pretending to be something. It's just another arena for you to just show who you are. Yeah, and that was a huge reason that I did the show to begin with. Like Asante said, I, you you guys only knew me. Those that of you that did know about me knew me from YouTube, and that's a couple minutes of very edited Fran, you know, and I'm usually, you know, I don't make personal videos. So you just saw DIYs and it was very polished. I knew exactly what I wanted to say, what I wanted to wear. And it was just very, very polished. So I can understand the perceived perfection. And I thought that this show would be good for me because it could show my humanity. You know, for those who are who were interested in me as a brand, it could show that I'm not this perfect polished person. Person, yo, my English today is killing me. <laughs> um, it's because I didn't eat properly today. That's what happened. But, <laughs> but I'm not this perfect polished person. But I'm still successful, and that's what I wanted to show people. I'm still figuring it out. I'm openly figuring it out, and life is still working out. You know, and that's totally okay. But one thing I wanted to say about when he was saying about um how it makes me uncomfortable when you guys praise my lifestyle or my work. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. I think what you're sensing is my calm, of course, because Before one right, because one thing I I'm careful to do, I take praise and failure the same way in the sense that I try to stay neutral because people can flip praise into failure, people can flip failure into praise. I don't allow myself to get tugged into any which way because a lot of the times those highs go away very quickly so I stay calm no matter what I'm hit with and it's just something it's a discipline for me so that's not saying like that I don't you know enjoy my highs but 
when people are praising me too much, especially with the internet, I've learned very quickly by seeing my peers, those same people that will praise you one second will be very quick to turn on you in the other. So I need to learn to stay calm regardless of which way the ship is, or which way the wind is blowing. You know what I mean? It's just something that I think I do to stay emotionally safe and neutral. I feel the same way about talking about people mamas. It's something that I do to stay emotionally safe and neutral, for real. And it works. It's effective. That's number six. That's number, <laughs> number six. six. <laughs> so that's probably the sense of calm that you were sensing that maybe came off like I feel weird, but it's not that at all. I just really like to stay neutral, you know? People's perceptions of me can change based on how they feel about me, but I like my perception of me to just stay neutral. And I like that you used perceived perfection um, in the... Yeah, because there's no such thing. Because it's all it's all just really perception. Because you may feel like everybody thinks that you're doing good and great, and you like you should just continue to do great. Because I think for Regardless, me, regardless, yeah, yeah. Because for me, like I try to focus on a lot of the great things happening, and I think for a long time, people may have at one point even thought that I just had a great life, mm-hmm. and it was like. Not to say that I, I wish they would know that I had a bad one, but at the same time, it was like, don't think that because I'm having a great life, you're falling short, you know? So whenever I share that I'm doing good and great, instead of me trying to fall back to like, my life's not perfect, I want people to know that I am doing good and great because I am doing good and great to keep doing that and for other people to do that. Yeah. So don't take away from yourself because of what you might be feeling from other people. You know, keep living, keep shining your shine, okay? <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> the other thing, too, is there are people who, like... With my brand, there are people who think I'm full of shit and that my science is quack science. I've seen that even on SoundCloud. (laughs) But there are also people who think I'm doing great work and think that the work I'm putting out is genuine and authentic and actually helpful. That's what I think, too, Mm -hmm. because I know my intention, but I can't control that because it's my intention that the world is going to perceive it as such which is another reason I stay calm regardless of praise or not because I I can't worry about whether people enjoy it or not. I have to just worry about the fact that I know I'm doing it because it feels right and it's exactly what I want my life to feel like. And as far as his second question about feeling guilty for being so blessed, not at all. I get how that feels, but... There's no greater example to the people around you than to seeing your blessings. That's like such a testament for people. And even if they feel threatened by it or envious, that's okay. Let them go through those motions because they have to go through those motions. You're pulling those feelings out of them. And it actually might serve as a catalyst for them to be like, I hate feeling this way. Like, I want that. And then they'll go out and push themselves a little bit more. Or maybe they won't. You can't control that. But what you can control is just being great because it's great for you. And you don't know who's watching you that might feel like, wow, man, this this shit really happens. Like people can really have all these things. People mm-hmm. can really go to these places and do these things because you didn't you know, explain what your blessings were. But whatever they are, they can help someone know that it's possible. And you give people permission. Like when you're great. You give someone else permission to be great by being that, just by being that. That's right. Right? Every time. And that permission is so powerful. And you don't have to be preachy. 
You don't have to be online, you know, telling people about your blessings. But just by being an example of a blessing, mm. that is life-changing. It's life-altering, and it changes the vibration of the world because it shows that shit is possible. Like, we can have good lives. Look that's at right. him. He's doing it. And that's great. That's a great energy to put out. So never feel bad. Just keep being great. And the biggest thing I would say is use your greatness to empower. I was just about to say that. Because that's what separates... <laughs> You know, people who just want to be great to be great and then people who want to be great for the world, like yes. for the greater good. Yep. You yes. know, use your greatness to empower. Look back and be like, what can I do now that I'm here for you to be here too? And yes. that's my answer to that question. I agree, shit. And then don't be feeling bad about the fact that you're successful and that you know all. that you're doing what you love for a living because that's something that I think it would be advantageous for a lot more people to strive for. Mm -hmm. I think that it would affect even customer service, dog. Like, if people liked what they did, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real. Like, they whole response would be totally different to you when you go into a business or mm -hmm. something like that. You have to engage with people. And so I think that you're on the right track. And another thing that you have to realize is even when it comes to people that you grew up with, your best friends, whatever, everybody that doesn't live the type of life that you live, they may not understand what your life is. And so you, there's certain things that maybe you shouldn't talk to them about. And it's not you withholding information, it's you keeping the relationship grounded and talking about things that you have in common and things that you know that they'll be able to have an opportunity to have input in the conversation. Yes. Mm -hmm. Make them feel included. And if they ask you questions about the other areas of your life, share what you're comfortable with. You know what I mean? But you don't have to you don't have to expect it's hard because especially when it comes to like your best friends and stuff from childhood, you expect them to get you know that your life has changed this way and you have these blessings now and stuff and get the magnitude of it and what it means, but sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. And it's because, you know, they may have certain other feelings and be harboring certain things or whatever, but you have an opportunity there to kind of like sway them based on their experience with you and your behavior and the way you present these changes. 100,000%. So, Love that. Yeah. And, and I really think that it's important for you to really sit back and, and look. When things are going great, for me, I really feel like that means I'm doing the right thing. So I continue to do the right things, and I feel like things continue to get better and be great. So if you feel like you're just consistently blessed, obviously you're doing something right. So keep doing some of the right things. Right, keep and, that portal and open. Keep, I mean, do what you got to do. If you feel like there is an opportunity where you can help or you can, you know, be a, a greater person and it's going to help people around you and you feel like it's going to make them feel great, do it. You're not going to lose anything from that. If it's not going to take anything out of your pocket and it's going to put some money in somebody else's or it's going to just, you know, be a pat on the back for somebody else or it's going to brighten someone's day, do it. Why do not? it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> if you don't want to do it, then don't, don't do, do it. it. But in this situation, do, do it. it. And do it. And do it. Wow. Do, do it. And do it. And do it. Wow. Hey, we took so much time. Yo, I used to love that song. So it's one question this week. Yeah, I was just going to say, Freestyle we don't have time. to the outro. <laughs> so Fran can't speak. Because um, she ain't going to sing. Uh-huh. Nope. No, she ain't going to give a run. She going to run up the studio. Upstairs, the friends that got the hoodie-o. Who that? Who that? Dustin on a beatbox. Friend, you going to freestyle me socks? They black or they white. Nah, it don't matter. They a sight. But you hear me on the friend zone. Turn up your speakers every week like your headphones. 
Y'all is so funny. Like we got an outro mm-hmm. song today. Yeah. So that's it for this that week's episode. This week's we episode. gave Cheyenne, Brian, the um, <laughs> black business shout out yes, of the we week. Did. So that's covered. That's going to be your echo. Do you guys have any church announcements before we head out? I got church announcements really, really quick. Um, I'm really excited to announce that I will be recording the word of mouth radio show tomorrow, well, hey. which will be today, actually, when this episode comes out. Um, you can find us at Word of Mouth Show on Twitter. We'll be live at 7 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, you can log on to wordofmouthradio.com at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, March 2nd, which is when you should be hearing this and hearing my voice in your speaker. And hey. I love the flyer. You look yeah. super cute. Thank you, friend. So if you're looking at the clock and it's almost 7, you need to turn this off. You need That's to get right. over there, okay? Right? It's me and my girl, Chloe, Cleverly Chloe, on Twitter. Follow Cleverly Chloe and, and listen to us do our, our, our thing tomorrow because we're going to make you laugh and talk about growing up in the hood, so it'll be dope. Yeah, talking about growing up in the hood. <laughs> we are, oh so you already God. know. That's going to be so <laughs> funny. The doors of the church are open. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> well, my only uh, church announcement for this week is that my video for documenting my trip to Ghana and Togo that I had oh, talked to you guys yes. about, the nonprofit and chill episode. I believe that was like the 16th episode. Um, The video's up. The vlog is up on my yes. YouTube channel. Friend. So please, yeah, I'm so proud of it, you guys. I think it's my best video to date even oh, just wow. on a technical level like I really put my foot in that video I yes. cannot wait to watch yes that. it looks yes. great I'm proud of it it's my best work and I'm so proud of the storyline and, and the conversation and just what it brings to YouTube you know so please please check that out because I think it's important for us to give videos like that um, life you know because it is a story of the forgotten people that work so hard and are getting depleted out here, and we need to help them. So this isn't about me getting views. Y'all know that's not what it's about, but it's about the women and their stories and the hard work mm-hmm. that they put into it. Please share it. Yes. Please leave your feedback, leave comments, subscribe to the channel. Let's get that video circulating. And it's on YouTube.com forward slash Hey. So check that out. It's the most recent video. And I hope you guys love it. I cannot wait to watch. It's like, so I good. Wait I'm proud of it. I'm so happy blast. It's going to be so fucking Thank good. you. So definitely check that out. What about you, Asante? Um, so this is going to be the last time you hear me speak about the film screening coming up for Sit Black and Relax. I will be hosting in Harlem on March 8th. That's next Tuesday. That's next Tuesday. At the Sion Cafe, it's 763 St. Nicholas Avenue, New York, New York. It's going to be from 6 to 10. I will be interviewing the creator of the series, a couple of the actors from it. It's called Sick, Black, and Relaxed, Casually Living While Black Amongst White Friends. Uh, it's going to be really dope. It's going to be my first time doing an event like this, but it's going to be a great-ass event because I'm going to sit and talk with some cool people about some cool shit, and I'm really excited to see all of you there. And you're so good. And, and you're really good at hosting. You are. You know what? It's like a natural thing but, for but you. But you know what? I mean, not not to say you know why I'm so good at hosting, but you, <laughs> I, I like to host uh, specifically because I like to be a person to speak and shed light on certain things that I want to be a part of. You can put out anything that you want. It could be good. It could be bad. It could be, you know, just your first. But you're putting something out. You're trying to be using who you are to do what you want and spread your voice and your vision. And I personally, because I struggle with that, as a host, I feel like it's easy for me to help other people do shit like that. And when it's things that I feel like, you know, speaks to me as a person and what I believe and that's what I want to do. So if you guys ever have anything you want me to host, I mean, I'm talking to my friends here at the friend zone. And I'm not just talking <laughs> to my friend and Dustin. Uh, you can always hit me up because I'm here. Because That's we dope. all need to help each Yay other for out. expansion. And be an mm-hmm. awesome community. I so. love it. We're all growing. Yeah. 
So that's it for this week, you guys. We hope you found the information helpful. That's I really right. like this. We know episode. you did. This was a really dope episode. Right. I think we shout out again job. to Cheyenne. You know, I'm gonna meet you at the strip club. <laughs> right. Them lemon pepper wings. Head up, Picture the Long Island iced tea. Don't <laughs> take no wooden nickels, girl. Don't take no shit from nobody. What nothing wrong with you being in that club? <laughs> yeah. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys Bye, next y'all. time. Get protect your magic and protect your passion flower. <laughs>